what you're doing now and where you hope to end up in the future. Okay. So it's pretty easy. Pretty yeah, straightforward. Pretty good. So, you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah, okay. so ready. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. Today on the show, I'm joined by my friend Brittany Hymas. Now, Brittany has an incredible spirit of adventure. She's constantly asking us to go out and do things, and I feel bad that I can't constantly go out and do all of those things. However, having this conversation with her gives me a much greater appreciation for why she does those things. She likes to live in the moment and enjoy every moment in order to live with no regrets. Now, remember, after today's show, take some time out of your day to listen to someone else around you just for five minutes. I promise it will change your life. Welcome, Brittany, to My Wax Museum. Thanks for having me. Very happy to have you. Yeah. Uh, you, are my, you are my 45th guest. Wow. Actually, yeah. It's yeah. a good number. That's kind of crazy, actually. <laughs> um, but, alas, this is not about the numbers. This is about the people. So, tell me, uh, wh- how do we know each other? So, you are my FA tubular this semester. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my last full classes of semester. So, That's you're one right. of the last ones. And, yeah, we're in the same FA family. And I feel incredibly special for it. You should. Uh, just a clarification for anybody listening to FHE's Family Home Evening. That's We get together every week and basically hang out, watch The Bachelorette. Uh, Korean dance. Pop. Oh, yeah, we did Korean dance. I didn't go to that one. But, yeah, we get together, hang out, do different activities and Eat stuff. Food. It's a good time. Yeah. But you're almost graduated, which mm-hmm. we'll get into a little bit later uh, in my interrogation here of you. Uh, and then, so... Just tell me uh, where you're from. So I'm from Rexburg, Idaho. I was actually born in Logan, Utah, which <laughs> is probably why I'm such a bad driver. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so I was born here. No, born in Logan. Then we moved here when I was two. And yeah, that's where I'm from. It's a cool place. I love it. If you just go outside of Rexburg 30 minutes in any direction, there's always something different to do. Yeah. Like mountains, lakes, yeah. campgrounds, anything outdoors, which yeah. I love. And you are a very outdoorsy person. Extremely. Just every day it feels like you're calling us out to go on an adventure, <laughs> which is pretty sweet. So it's nice to have too. a tour guide, which I got to come out and take advantage of. You should. Um, but yeah, so you're from Rexburg. Have mm-hmm. you, you've lived in Rexburg your whole life. Yep, other than those two years. I did live nine months in Hawaii um, just because I bought a one-way plane ticket and ended up there for nine months, and I loved it. It was amazing, but I would have stayed there, but I know I needed to finish school, so I came back. So so leading up to that, let's start with growing up. What what was your life like growing up? You have one brother, right? Yeah. That's it. No yeah. other siblings? <laughs> a little brother. He's about a year and a half younger than me, but he thinks he's older than me. Yeah. Um, he's the more mature one of the two of us. Really? I Yeah. I love him to death, but he's very boring. <laughs> he's actually on his mission, gets home in 20 days, but we did a lot of wrestling playing outside we had a lot of dogs we had like this really cool backyard which was really where we like we were very creative together um (laughs) i just remember like 
We had like the sandbox and we'd fight over it. I know it was weird. Really? It was just a really small sandbox, but he yeah. would always put his toys in there. So I would take him out and I'd put my toys in there. Yeah. And we had like these really, really tall trees and we'd always play Indian and cowboys behind them. And it was, it was really fun. I had a lot of fun growing up. That's awesome. So yeah. you guys, uh, you guys lived kind of outside of Rexburg, like you had a big yard or was that in Rexburg that you had a big yard? It was in Rexburg and it was, I wouldn't say it was big, but when a little version of me thought it was right, huge. Right, it's huge. Right. Of course. So we lived here for 11 years and then we moved out to our house in Hibbard. Yeah. That we actually just moved away from, but we lived there when I was in high school, and I hated it out there, actually, but... Really? <laughs> yeah, until I got a little bit older and decided to love it. <laughs> yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah, did did you enjoy living in the town? Like, did it feel like there were lots of things for you to do? Obviously, you were really creative with your brother. Right. So you had fun. Um, I guess... I just liked how comfortable it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to be a very, very timid little girl, and I was so afraid of everything. Like, no joke, I was scared to ride my bike. I was scared to go on roller coasters. I was scared to do everything. I know, crazy to think about, Yeah, that is very (laughs) different from the Britney I know. It is, it is. Um, I was just, I was always scared of everything. And so my home was my safe place, and my... It was just comfortable for me, and I just loved it there. And I was really sad when I had to leave it. But we had, like, our hands printed into the sidewalk with our names and just a lot of fun memories. I remember – wow, I'm talking a lot. That's why you're here. (laughs) I remember um, we had – I loved water, too. Water was always my safe place. Um, So I swam a ton. But we had, like, a mini pool, and it was all mud in the backyard. And (laughs) – We decided to fill up the pool without my parents knowing, and we just, like, got mud everywhere. So the house had been covered in mud, the fence, the dog, everything. And my dad got home from work, and he's like, what is going on? And so we got in trouble and we had to clean the house, but it was really fun. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It's not fun unless you get in trouble, right? Right? (laughs) I was in trouble a lot, so. That's awesome. So, okay, so you, growing up, you were timid about a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't seem very timid now. Tell me about what that journey was like. How did you become adventurous? Huh. Um, there's not an easy way to put it, I don't think. Um, I don't know. I guess I always just... I was so concerned about just doing everything right my mm-hmm. entire life. Um, I didn't want to go out and adventure and figure out what I loved. And so one day, I don't, maybe not a day, just like sometime, I don't remember the exact moment or whatnot, but I decided like, I want to just try this, even though I'm terrified. And I was so stubborn too. I used to never, I wouldn't, if you were to tell me to do something, I would like look at you and be like, hmm, nope. Really? <laughs> yeah, I would like, my parents would try to like get me to go on roller coasters and I would like sit in the chair and I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to do this. And I would run off no matter how much like trouble I was going to get into, which I got in trouble a ton. I just like, I really didn't want to do it. So I didn't do it. And then one day, I guess I was like, you know, I want to just see. And so I went caving in the civil defense caves. I don't know if you've been there, but no. um, it's just like a mile cave. It's not hard. It's like a hike in there, and I just felt free, I guess, and I was like, huh, this is enjoyable. So then I started slowly getting into things that were not life-threatening, but just like your life is on the line a little bit. So like ziplining was a good one. I would jump off waterfalls. 
Um, and every single time I do it, I'm terrified. Really? Like rock climbing, everything. I'm so scared. But I know that I want to do it, and I make myself do it, and then I become successful. Like when I got the job at the zipline, scared, terrified of ziplines, shaking, handshaking every time. But I did it, and now I want to do my career in it. So, <laughs> yeah, huh. I know it's strange. I just like to face fears. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so you just kind of got a feel for how to face your fears for just kind of trying it anyways. Yeah. And do so things like that still scare you? Oh yeah, I'm terrified every time. Really? Mhm. So, okay, so for somebody <laughs> who who is scared of something, what do you, what do you tell them to get them to overcome that and pass get past that fear? Um I call it three seconds of courage, and I do it. So I, I tour, I take people on zipline tours right now. It was my job in Hawaii, and it was my job. It's my job currently right now. And it more often than not, you get somebody who's terrified because it's you're going out on a line, a rope, above, like, 100 feet above ground, and you could die, you know? And so I just say, okay, just give me three seconds of courage, and I do, like, go with them one, two, three, and I just, like, send them whether they want to do it or not. Um, I'm kind of that driving force, but mm. they pay me to do it, but it right. just, I've had many people screaming, crying, just pale in the face, like so scared, really? grabbing the pole, holding it, and then saying that was the best thing I've ever done. And that's actually why I wanted to do a career in this is just because I love getting that accomplishment level in a fun and safe way because I'm not making an impact on everybody's life but there's been four or five who have continually reach out to me because of that three seconds wow so it's really cool (laughs) yeah that is that is really cool that you're you're able to be there because I mean when you when you told me that you you know worked zipline I'm like oh cool I didn't think about the actual life impact that you could be having on somebody yeah. while they're there facing their fears, you know, doing something that they're, you know, not sure about, mm-hmm. right? And and so you get kind of a fulfillment from that. Yeah, I do. So when did you start working at the zipline? Um, which one? Uh, your first experience working at a zipline. So... Okay, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit and tell mm-hmm. you a little bit more context. So I... I started with pools, and that was my favorite outdoor thing. It wasn't like a big deal, but I loved it. Um, And it was because when I was little, I almost drowned. Hmm. And so I wanted to get past that fear, and I felt like having to work there and making myself work there was the best way to do it. Plus, I loved being in the pool. Then when I was 12 years old, I went um, to Puerto Vallarta with my family on a vacation, and I was so scared to go ziplining. I did not want to do it. I was so scared. It was so scary. And I did it. And then I was like, huh, I want to do that. And so after I had bought my one-way plane ticket to Hawaii, I had heard about the zipline, thought about it, wanted to apply there. I was actually working in an ice cream shop for a little bit. And I applied there, and they called me in. And then they're like, yeah, we want to train with you. And I was just complimented, and I was really excited. I didn't really know. I guess kind of like your idea, like how you're like, oh, you wouldn't think that you'd have at least some impact on people's lives. Um, but it was a good surprise when I got to that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. So, so it was Hawaii was where it, where it started. Hawaii then. was where it started. Yeah. And what what year did you move to Hawaii? So I moved there. 
2016 or 2017. I actually don't know the year, but... One of those years, though. Yeah. And so I moved out in April. I stayed there until... Yeah, it was 2017. April 2017, and I stayed there until January 2018. Holy cow. And you were there for nine months, eh? Yeah. It was so fun. <laughs> that would be way cool. It was cool. And then cool. you moved back to Rexburg in the winter? I did, yeah. It was Oof. a really dumb idea. <laughs> I got back here at 1 in the morning and classes started the... No, I got back here at 4 in the morning. Classes started the next day at 7.45. Holy and cow. I had to walk the whole hill and I was freezing, but it was fine. <laughs> That'd be quite the shift. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> so how, how, far, how far into your college program were you um, when you left for Hawaii? So I was... A sophomore yeah um, but I had gotten mono my first year so I actually had failed a lot of classes oh, okay. um, and withdrew some of them so it that was a really hard year and then the next year um, I had gotten into a relationship that I thought was going to last for a long time or forever and ended up not working out and that's why I moved to Hawaii so right. I'd been a sophomore with two years left and yeah and you're just like I gotta get out <laughs> yeah I just needed Needed a new new experience. I needed to rewrite. Yeah. Well, going to an island in the <laughs> middle of the ocean might help with that. Yeah. I've always found that it, that it helps when you're trying to change yourself mm -hmm. to get out of the location where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so when, when you went to Hawaii, I'm assuming you didn't know a ton of people. No. So what... What were you able to do? What kind of growth were you able to have out there? Um, it had been the first time I was away from my family. Mm -hmm. And, like, I love my family. They're great people. Um, but they do have a huge influence on my life and my choices. And so moving out to Hawaii, I was able to, I guess, experiment and right. decide what I actually really wanted instead of what everyone else felt like I should want. Because when you come to Rexburg... Um, there's definitely the culture here, mm -hmm. and it's very um, one-sided, mm -hmm. I guess. And so when I went there, I got to experience culture and experience difference. And I was in a melting pot, and there were people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to take what I saw, the good things I saw from people, and just learn. And kind of like a leech. <laughs> I just would, like, cling to them and just learn. I went to so many different churches, and... Um, I did a lot of different adventurous things that I wouldn't normally do. And I also found out I was more of an introvert than an extrovert. Like I'd been trying to force myself to be for right. a long time. Mm -hmm. So why, why had you been trying to force yourself to be an extrovert? <laughs> because uh, I think everyone expected me to be an extrovert. Right. Um, my parents are both extroverted. And they always had so many parties. Like my sweet 16, I had 100 people come. Holy cow. Yeah, and what? then my 18th birthday, I had a ton of people. But I realized like when I was in Hawaii, I loved one-on-one -on -one time. Hmm. And I loved getting to know people for them. And not just big groups where I have 17 small conversations that in the end don't matter. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because your parents are definitely... So extroverted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're awesome. I love yeah. your parents. They're really cool. Uh, yeah. So then you found that you were more introverted, which mm -hmm. I think is interesting. Right. Because in talking to you, I would maybe consider you an extrovert. Right. So why do I maybe have that misconception? 
Um, I think it's just because I I am very social and I do make an effort to make everyone comfortable. Hmm. Um, but if you were to go through an entire day with me, you would see how much time I actually have to spend alone or outside of nature. There's a lot of times where I go on adventures and I want people to come because I want to show them how beautiful everything is and I want them to have the good feelings I do. But right. during those times, I will withdraw myself, go somewhere else for a little bit, and then return. Really? It's interesting, yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> I just, I, I love the outdoors because I think, God, like, because I'm religious, I think God has done so much and I feel him the closest when I'm outside. Yeah. And I just, it's so beautiful. And I love it. So that's why I do that. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I think, I think that's fantastic. And that, that that has become kind of a way for you to share that with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is taking them outside on those adventures and having that one-on-one impact, that closer impact on yeah. them. So growing up then, you spent time in your backyard muddying up the house and the dog and stuff <laughs> did you did you spend any more time outside like was your family outdoorsy much yeah yes <laughs> um it's yeah we did um I, i'm trying to think of what i want to talk about mm-hmm. we would always go camping at least once a year at least um sometimes up to 20 times a year my dad loves playing on like motorized vehicles so yeah. like four-wheelers motorbikes, um, some shooting a little bit, not a ton, but we would always just kind of like when we could, when I was younger, we'd be outside playing basketball in the front, roller skating, um, going to the parks. They w- my mom would always keep us outside so that she keep the inside clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and my dad got a hot tub when we were like teenagers, I guess. And so we'd always just like go and have family talks in the hot tub, which is interesting, but I guess we just like to be outside. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I I, I think, especially living in Rexburg, Mm -hmm. you do have outside, you know, like it's, it's not that hard to just drive out to the dunes or to Mm -hmm. the mountains or to caves or rivers, right? Right. Wherever you want to go. Right. So then then kind of moving forward, um, you obviously like your brother a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell because every day it's 20 days till he comes home. <laughs> you know, you're, you're very excited, which I think is awesome. Especially, you know, having that bond with mm-hmm. your sibling, right? Yeah. And, and so was it always like that? Or were there kind of tougher years than others? Um... We've been pretty close my whole life. Yeah. And I think that's because um, how close we were into age and we've had the same hardships and the same um, good times in our life all growing up. The first time I really didn't see him was when I left for college. And um, I actually spent two months not talking to anyone in my family. Really? Interesting, I know. Despite <laughs> being so close. Yeah. Um, and then I realized that I wanted them in my life, I guess, and reached out a little bit more. Um, he He's really good because he reaches out to me, so he'd find ways to come up and see me in my dorms. I think it's because I had cute roommates, but... <laughs> I mean, that makes it easier. <laughs> um, but no, he, we've always just 
he's my favorite person ever. He's my yeah. best friend, and like our bond is unbreakable. I think. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it, a lot of people who come on, they talk about how important their family mm-hmm. is to them, mm-hmm. and and how much their their family is everything. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a theme of every <laughs> episode, unwittingly, you know. I just ask questions and eventually people are like, I love my family <laughs> and I want to have a good family, right. right? So looking at the rest of your family, your parents, uh, what, what are some lessons they've taught you? What have you learned from them? Hmm. Um, so this one's kind of interesting. Um, I used to suck at cleaning. (laughs) Yeah, I was so messy. And my mom had this thing called the dollar job, which is like, she didn't pay us, but it's like 100% effort. But because we're younger, a dollar sound more appealing than 100%. And so she'd be like, oh, you're doing like the five cent job. You need to be doing the dollar job so that like we could clean really well. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of taken that um, a little bit into my life now, like, I just want to make sure, like, I do things right the first time and give it the dollar job effort. And that's something I've took from my parents. <laughs> I mean, I definitely have a lot of qualities like they do, but... Right, right. That's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> I like that. You know, I think it's an important part of growing up is learning work ethic. Right. Right. I mean, you were telling me earlier today how much you work. And yes. <laughs> you're also... Because you're doing 17 credits Yeah, right 17 now. credits. 50 hours a week. <laughs> 50 hours a week. Yes. That's insane. The, how, do you, how do you do it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm very scheduled in my head. And yeah. so it's like, okay, I have to do this now, this now, this now, this now. And then if I get everything done, I reward myself. And whether that be having a conversation with somebody I enjoy talking to, whether that be like a treat that I enjoy, or whether that be just going on a walk. Like, I just, I use the reward system with myself, I guess. Um, But I think more so than not, I put my schedule so condensed because I don't want to be bored. And I don't want time to be free, I guess. I like to have structure. And maybe it's a little bit too much structure. But yeah. Well, you, I mean, you don't strike me as somebody who's completely insane. Because when, when we, you know, I went to your apartment and then we were walking back. And then my package had come for my projector. Mm-hmm. And then we, like, did that. We didn't start recording till half an hour after we were originally going to record. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with interruptions like me who, <laughs> you know, move your schedule around without your permission? Um, it's not, people are interruptions. Life is nothing. I'm not attached to the idea that my schedule is permanent. I'm very adaptable and that's one of my best skills actually. I love experiencing life. I love living life. And if I can put aside something that doesn't matter, I can. Because raw moments with people that are individual are way more important and way better in hindsight than my assignment Hmm. or maybe having to retake a class or yeah anything like that if someone were to call me today saying hey i need you i'd be there or if someone was like hey let's go on an adventure right now i'd go because 
life is to be lived, not to schedule. Right. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so is there is there a way that you came to operating that way? Like have you ever have you ever been different from that? Have you ever been like, no, no, like I need to do this now. Like I, you know, no, I, uh, really? I was the opposite actually. I didn't want to do anything. Um, my freshman year of college, um, I had an interesting experience and it kind of led me to like, I had mono and then from that I got situational depression because the mono was so strong. I was sleeping, Right. 16 to 18 hours a day so it wasn't anything like medical or chemically wrong it was literally just because um mono had taken over and right. they were fighting each other for eight months and i didn't do anything i slept for 16 to 18 hours a day and the other hours of the day i was feeding myself on validations from social media hmm. and dating apps <laughs> So I, uh, I've been the complete opposite and I was unhappy and I didn't feel fulfilled and I didn't help anybody and I just was disappointed in myself and I, I don't ever want to become that person again. That's awesome. So it's kind of a fulfillment for yourself being able to go on these adventures and take mm -hmm. advantage of that because yeah. you're around, may as well <laughs> do it. Yeah, I just right. want to be there. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome, and I, I think I think you're you do a really good job at not just being there, but being then, right? No, like thanks. Being right in the moment, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. I don't I don't feel like when I'm spending time with you that you're reaching for something or that you're you know just antsy to get out <laughs> of the situation. Well, thank you. Right? I think you're really good at that. Thanks. So you're welcome. I appreciate that. So, is that? I mean. doing these adventures, doing all these little things, do you ever worry that you've gone too far that way? Like, do you, do you feel like you found a nice balance? Because I'm, I'm really curious about this adventurous <laughs> lifestyle because that's something I've worked on as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always something to work on. Mm -hmm. And um, I am working on certain parts of me. I, <laughs> I'm a very avoidant person, and so doing these things are is better than what I was doing before. However, I think that it is kind of negative because I, I schedule every second of my time to do, be doing something, and I'm not giving myself enough time for self-evaluation and self-growth, mm -hmm. which I can find in those moments, but if I'm helping other people all the time, I don't have enough time for myself. Right. And I think that I subconsciously do it on purpose, if that makes sense. Right. Um, just because it's easier. Hmm. Which maybe it's not. I don't know. I just, that's something that I could work on and give myself more time and like start focusing on, I guess, my emotional side. Because I don't work on that enough. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, there are. Oh, somebody wants the garbage can in here. So. Yes. 
want a garbage can. You want a garbage can? <laughs> Just do you, kidding. Do you not have a garbage can? No, I do. Really? We have two. Is it a nice garbage can? One of them was my ex-boyfriend's garbage can. So is it a nice garbage can? You put your trash in there. No, I bought a new one because it didn't work very well. And so now I have a small, decent garbage can. Do you like like the big garbage cans or the medium garbage can or the small <laughs> garbage can? Like, what's your my type? My type of garbage can is probably like medium. Medium size garbage <laughs> what's can. What's your kind of garbage can? I think I'd probably be a medium garbage can yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of you know, like it fits in the kitchen. And the bags fit. And the bags fit. You know, like if you get too big of a garbage can, then it looks like you're hosting an event, mm-hmm. right? But if it's a small one. People kind of, you know... It doesn't work. Is this from the bathroom? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad this conversation took a turn for garbage cans. Yeah, me too, actually. Uh, I enjoy garbage cans very much. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we should start a whole podcast rating garbage cans, actually. Let's do it. I feel like that'd be very useful um, <laughs> emotionally. Like, we're talking about working through our emotions, right? Just yeah. put your trash in there. Oh, look right? at you. Look at me bring it back. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Good I job. Mean, we, I think, you know, when we had our emotion circle and we all talked about mm-hmm. our feelings and stuff, we should call it an emotion garbage can. We just all... Oh my gosh, we should. Offload. We all just offload. We all talk about our just feelings. Just throw it in the trash. Leave yeah. it behind you. Go get some just, new yeah. eggs or whatever get else some, you need yeah, to get. Yeah, get some new eggs. Throw, throw new the eggs. bad ones out. Yeah. Get rid of the bad eggs. Get some new eggs. I think we're on to something here. We're on to something. We're <laughs> going to change the world with this. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so, other than having emotional garbage cans, um, uh, what are you up to these days? What are you doing? Mm, I work I work at the gym on campus. Mm-hmm. So, I just kind of agree. It's a nice job because it's very like convenient it's not a lot of work uh but I also have to be there um and I have a great boss he's amazing he said one of the best things I've ever heard from an employer before and it's just that I trust he said I trust you Hmm. like I was asking him so many questions and he's like no I trust you you got this and um I've never had that from a boss or even a professor before where they just like wholeheartedly trust you and it was with like payments which is like a touchy subject for most businesses right. you know and so i've learned a lot of things from him seeing Ms. jake planter and he's an amazing phenomenal man um and so i've learned a lot from him and i've learned a lot from the people i work with there and i've really really enjoyed it because it's chill it's easy and it just makes you feel good um and then i work at the zipline which obviously i love ziplines and the interesting thing about that is touring actually exhausts you physically and mentally not emotionally maybe sometimes for some people it does um but you spend one and a half to two hours with a group of people and your main goal is to figure out what they need and bring it out for them and it's it's so fun when you can succeed in it but it's not always easy because for me i love to i love jokes i love comedy um, for other people, they love information, they love learning, and some people right. just want you to shut up yeah. <laughs> and let them enjoy their their trip. Um, and then the hang, like, 
lifting people, and then also working with tour guides because you don't know how they like to run, you don't know where they're at, especially if you haven't toured with them before. And so it's always something new, it's always something different, and I love it about it. And just pushing people outside their comfort zones in like a safe and controlled environment is always fun. Right. So how, okay, so <laughs> how, how do you figure out what somebody needs and what somebody wants? That's, <laughs> um, so you know this, but I like to do personality tests. And right. so I like to see if people are red, blue, white, or yellow. Yeah. Um, I also like to look at what people, how people react to certain love languages. I don't know if you've heard of those, but I kind of use those as skills um, to find what they want. Sometimes it's easy, but for more difficult people, um, I actually kind of depend on God for that because I want, it's not always successful. Like I'm not perfect at this by any means, but I want to make sure that their experience is the best that it could be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I use those tools and I just, I just try. And if I fail, I try something else. And if I felt that, I try the last time. And then, yeah. Hmm. That's awesome. Well, I remember, speaking of the personality tests, mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was the first day that we met. Mm-hmm. You were all sitting in the room, and, and you're saying, oh, what personality type are you? And you said it to one of my roommates. And then you looked at me, and she, you said, you're a red. I bet you're a red. And it did. <laughs> I took the test, sure enough. Although mine was very divided amongst yeah, all it's true, four it's true. colors. So I must be the avatar. Um, <laughs> but you're red, right? But I am red. <laughs> yeah, you were right. So I mean, obviously, maybe you do have a gift for maybe. reading people. Uh, I don't for, think so, but... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you spend a lot of time with people. I do, right? yeah. In this close proximity, like you said, helping them get out of their mm-hmm. comfort zone. And I think people's personalities really come out oh, yeah. <laughs> when they're getting out of their comfort zone. <laughs> yes. Do you have any uh, good stories about that? Um, actually, yeah, I have some really great ones. So when I was working in the one in Hawaii, best compliment I've ever received in my life. I, I'm a words of affirmation person. Mm-hmm. And so whether they say it or not, um, I love it. Um, so there was this atheist who came. And sometimes I talk about religion with people who came on the zip line. Sometimes I didn't. It's just kind of how I felt. And so when I found out he was complaining about his taxi driver driving him up to the zip line and like, oh, I can't believe he would like say his religious views to us. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to even bring it up. Like in my head, it was okay. That is not territory you don't go into. And I... We, he was like pretty afraid of the zipline, and I was like, "Hey, you got to do this! Come on, you got to go!" Like I could just tell, like he was kind of a tough love person, and so I got into his bubble a little bit, and I got him to do it. And by there was so on that ropes course, there were eight lines, and there were a couple of bridges, and there was a a repelling element, mm-hmm. and he got kind of afraid during the repelling element. Um, and I don't know, I w- distraction is also a really good tool for mm-hmm. those kind of things. So while he's like waiting for it and anticipating, we started talking and I started talking how my brother was leaving for his mission. And uh, he's like, oh, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> it went off in my head. What did I do? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, oh, no. I wanted to like take it back. But he's like, oh, what church do you go to? And I was like, oh, no. I was like, well, I'm a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints, uh, of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he was like, oh. And because he had gotten to know me 
I could feel, I was like feeling like rapid fire of like negative comments, but he just looked at me. He's like, good for you. And because he said that, I was like, wow, what a compliment. Like, wow. Like, I don't know. I just didn't expect it. And then um, he was able to get down. That didn't really have anything to do with your question, but I just, I don't know. I I like that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it, it is really interesting because you made him feel comfortable with you mm-hmm. to the point where when you shared something personal he wasn't what is wrong with you like, right you know like <laughs> do i care <laughs> right yeah i think i think that's awesome uh, yeah. yeah yeah to answer your question though <laughs> sorry i just um another experience i had was with this lady and she was actually lds i didn't know it until the uh, middle of the tour so about an hour, hour to two hours in um but she Every time, every time at the top of the line, that's the scariest part for people stepping off that platform um, and onto a line. And every time she's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. I was like, you got this. Three seconds courage, let's do it. One, two, three, and I would just like send her. And like, you can just feel like the fear. When you get, have you ever gotten close to somebody and you can just feel their emotion, especially if it's a strong one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel that every time. And um, I don't know, it was so cool. And it was just like, it's cool to see people. It honestly is so impressive to me that people will do that. They just go and face their fear. And like, for fun. <laughs> like, they paid $200 to ride this zip line. Must be a nice zip line. <laughs> I mean, the guides were worth it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but just like, how? I don't know. I don't get it. But it was, it was impressive. I was just more impressed with the people than anything. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> so you're up, you're an adventurous person. You're here at school studying. You're almost done. Mm-hmm. In the future, with the adventure of the whole rest of your life. Because I'm assuming you've got a lot of life left to live. I hope so. Judging by your age. <laughs> what, what adventures do you look forward to in the future? Oh, so in August, actually, I'm going to travel Europe. So I'm going to England, Czech Republic, Austria, Italy, and France. And I'm so excited. I'm going to be there for three and a half weeks. So that's going to be an amazing adventure because I'm just going to be immersed in culture for three and a half weeks. And it's going to be amazing. I'm so, so excited. Um, I also have made plans to travel to Asia. So I have friends in China, Japan, and Taiwan, and then Australia and New Zealand, I have friends. Um, so I'm going to go to China, Japan, Taiwan, and then I'm going to grab two of my friends from Taiwan, and we're going to go to Cambodia, Thailand, um, oh, it slipped my mind, Singapore, and then maybe India, and then Australia and New Zealand. But I'm just so, so excited to do that. It's going to be so eye-opening and so... I don't know. I'm just so excited. I love learning about what inspires people and what can inspire me. Um, as far as career goes, I'm I'm not exactly sure what I want to do. Ideally, I would love to go and work for the Zipline company that I work for in Hawaii because they have a branch in Tennessee and it's rated the number one branch um, in America. Really? And so I would love to. Yeah, according to TripAdvisor, um, I would love to work for them. Um, but in a career aspect, I don't know how realistic it is because I would have to start at the bottom and work my way up. Um, so I'm just applying to a lot of recreation, outdoor 
places all over and I just gonna turn it to God and hope he sends me in the right direction so unless I get married to a freshman which I really hope I don't yeah, and I'd be stuck. Spend a little longer in Rexburg, <laughs> which it wouldn't be terrible, but it definitely is not ideal. Maybe not. So, with all these these things planning, you said that you have to start at the bottom and work your way to the top, mm-hmm. which is how it is in any right. career. Uh, what is the top to you? What is the like? You've done it. You know, no promotions after this. What is it? Career-wise? Mm-hmm. Oh, is there ever a time that you can't get a promotion? What What would you say? And maybe that maybe that is the right answer. You know, there is no top. Just keep going up. I mean, it's not... I don't want to go in this thinking like it's not as satisfactory. Like, you have to be satisfied in every position, right? Mm-hmm. But there's always more and more you can do in self-improvement. And for me, career and work is something that I take very seriously. And I... I put a lot of myself into it. It's not just a job. It's not just working, and that's why all my jobs have been lifeguarding or zipline. I haven't just settled. And I don't think that I would settle um, unless I needed to for a different passion of mine, like a family, per se. Mm -hmm. So if, if I needed to stop my career to focus on my family, I would do that because, I guess, it they outweigh my career um but I don't there's not a top for me in like I want to say an ideal sense like I don't want to be Hitler or anything but I do I do want to progress and I want to make companies better and I don't think it's about the title or the position you're in or the pay grade I think it's about if you can't do any more to help what's next Hmm. does that make sense I think so Okay. <laughs> yeah, like keep keep doing things where you'll see improvement in yourself and where mm-hmm. you can improve right. that field. Mm-hmm. So I think a manager position would be would be ideal for me, just because there's it's never the same. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a lot of bookwork and a lot of boring uh, aspects to those jobs, but there's always ways to improve, and it obviously would be in recreation. So I would love to work for the zipline in Tennessee and maybe open up one or help open up one in the Rockies with that company behind just because I love that company and I don't want to compete with it. I want to work for it. And so I would do what they needed me to do, but that would be something that would be interesting and definitely a a fun and adventurous and educational path. Yeah. Yeah. That is way cool. (laughs) I've never been on a... You've never been on a zipline? I don't think I've ever been on a zipline. Oh, you should go. (laughs) I've, I've seen a zip line. <laughs> I'll take you on a tour. Please do. Please do. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. Um, I appreciate you sharing your life with me. I've really enjoyed this because it's like I feel like you've taken me through the zip line of life. You've taken oh. <laughs> me on a little tour. <laughs> Thank you. Of, of all these different lessons you've learned. Mm-hmm. Like it's very clear in talking with you that the things that happen to you in life you take a lesson from it and you 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 learn from it you mm-hmm. know looking through here i bet i could split this up into you know a bunch of 5 minute segments and each one would have a and that's how i learned that <laughs> you know it's it's nice to hear how you've have you developed as a person and found 
found different passions you have mm -hmm. and faced your fears and helped other people face their fears too. So wrapping up, I have one last question okay. for you. At the end of your life, you're like 140 maybe. Wow. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> medical technology is going to be like. I usually go for around 80. You okay. Know? Say you're around 80. You're still in good health. And you look back on your life, you're kind of reminiscing over 80 years. That's a long time. It's a long time. time, yeah. What, what are your proudest moments? What are your happiest accomplishments? And, and what are you most pleased with from those 80 years? That's a very hard question to answer. Um, like we talked about, I'm an in-the-moment kind of person. And so that's kind of uncomprehendable to me at this point. But I just think, I would just think I would be pleased with how I took advantage of every moment. I don't have a family and I don't know if I will have a future family. So I can't say anything regarding that aspect. Although if I did, I think they would be a big part of it. Um, but as of right now in this mindset, I think, yeah, just taking advantage of every moment and every opportunity. Um, I, I try my best to do that, um, and I don't want to live life with any regrets. So I think those would be the things that I'm most proud of. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. This has been fun. And thank you for listening, not just to this show, but to the people around you. I really love how Brittany talked about living with no regrets, that the reason she does things the way she does is because she doesn't want to have regrets. I encourage you I try that to live without regrets is by taking the time to listen to the people around me, by hearing their stories and seeking to understand them better. I find that I have fewer and fewer regrets. So remember, Take five minutes today to listen to somebody else's story. I guarantee you'll be amazed what you find out. You'll be blessed by the conversation and your heart will be a little more open and a little more full for the people around you. Part of the Little Gray Boy Podcast Network. Listen to other shows on the network, like The Rules Lawyers. We're just going to keep talking until I find 15 seconds of pure gold. <laughs> just try not to cuss. Luke, this feels... Well, he, there it is. He said it. We should probably say that we're The Rules Lawyers at some point, too, right? You are passing through a what lane of talk. I'll start again. <laughs> Do you have your character sheet, Hulu? <laughs> what? Do you not? Uh, love loving. But, but, okay, but, but my question, though. Do you have your character sheet? Oh. At home, I forgot that it was not in my <laughs> halfway here. Yeah. He's not doing a Guy Fieri presentation. He's trying to get a donkey <laughs> Wait for the commotion to escape. Huh? What's her? Who said that? Bill? No, it wasn't me. It was Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye, was it you? It wasn't me. It's my Bill Nye voice. Oh boy! Oh boy! Here comes the aneurysm! <laughs> I think I got 15 seconds in there. <laughs>